Hi there, and welcome along to the Gardener Wellbeing Podcast. Yes, it's been a while. We are back with you. It is a brand new month. We are starting a brand new chapter. Today's episode, I am looking at how COVID has impacted on social wellness. I'm doing this from two different angles. One is from a business perspective, and one is to kind of raise awareness around the kind of impact that we have as individuals and as a society in um, restructuring our lives of what COVID has stripped back from us. Okay, so I'm going to be looking at personal observations made and also against the scientific literature that has been uh, researched. And um, I'm going to say this now, that the level of scientific research around the social impact and social wellness of post-COVID is very, very limited. It is only limited to studies done around frontline healthcare workers and not dismissing them from the great jobs that they have done. However, we have a lot more, um, the general population has been basically reprogrammed in recent times to our perceptions and our illusions of what interaction with other people is all about. There is an element, an overwhelming element of fear that is ingrained into so many people these days with, oh, well, I can't do that because of COVID. I can't do that because of COVID. And, um, you know, you can see it there with, with them and you're going, this is really not healthy. It really, really is not healthy, okay? We accept that COVID-19 is a, a disease, a pandemic, a bug, whatever it is, right? It's going around. It exists. And it's very, very, the threat is very present with us. I have people who I know who are very skeptical of the whole COVID thing and who are now suffering the effects of long-term covid and they're really, really struggling with it. I know people who never made it. And I know people who were seriously ill in the first place, who got COVID, thought they were never going to come out of it and got through it pretty much unscathed. This is what has happened. But the other side of it is, is the untold impact, the social impact, the emotional impact, spirituality, well-being, and even our work-life balance has all been affected by this, okay? So when I was doing my bit of research, um, like I say, a lot of the, the journals I'm reading of in the way of long-term impact socially, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically are all based along frontline workers, okay? So we can't look too much into how that is going to... A, affect the general population. And the reason why that is, is simply like healthcare workers are, they're a different breed to the rest of us. Okay. And I don't like to put anybody on a pedestal, but um, when you've got these guys that have this unnatural ability for caring, and that sounds totally contradictory, unnatural ability for caring. It's not what, normal people would possess. Um, they are really, really should be held within the highest esteem going. 
Um, they have my utmost respect and I have come across a lot of healthcare workers throughout the course of time. I also know that the healthcare sector in its own rights is, um, it's a regimented dictatorship that needs to change. Okay. Um, I've spoken about that in my lesser journey of road traveled. Go check that out. I'm not going to be talking too much about that. So, what I also went on to study was um, the impact of work-life balance. And uh, funny enough, I was reading an article there that says that impact of work-life balance, especially around women with children and families, has it's caused a lot more stress during this whole lockdown thing where you've got the expectation of fulfilling your obligation that you would normally do within the office, but telling the kids, sorry, you can't come into this section of your house. And then they're there going, what have I done wrong? You know, I have to step back. I have to retract inwards. I'm not, I have to constrict my myself because of this situation. I can't express myself freely. So there's an impact within itself. And then I went on to look at the uh, <coughs> the kind of, population the, the the genders in which um mainly lost their jobs and was evident <coughs> more in women than men of contracts being terminated and then also within the young people because you know like young people don't have these kind of contracts they are there just to make up the numbers and it shows the kind of level of appreciation that we have towards these um these populations um and definitely looking at the the whole equality thing it's showing um signs of stress and weakness within the the whole equality um construct that we have been bleating on about for such a long time youngsters in themselves you know they lose their jobs they feel um less than in the way of their values and virtues within life they have financial pressures they have esteem pressures and also this wonderful thing called the curriculum vitae the cv which i have heard a lot about in recent times please submit your cv and i went well actually i can do a lot of personal stuff and show you what i can do but apparently my cv shines even more and it's a good sort of overlay to put the little um mappings the the transparent mappings which you tick the boxes on do you tick this box do you tick this box do you tick this box um and that is what we have become is a tick box society that doesn't allow people to to showcase their natural talents if it's not on paper and then uh, you just don't get the opportunity, you know. And this is where COVID has impacted on the young people. We're not allowed to gather and get together and do all this kind of stuff. We isolate within our own little rooms. You have to stay in your bedroom now because mum's working uh, and mum has to work from home. And she has to do this job because she's got this uh, this whole fear of, letting go and if you don't do that you can't afford to pay for the college fees the car and all the the exorbitant lifestyles that we have been living until that time um and all these these kind of shifts then to going back into the office 
where we have to readjust ourselves psychologically to um, going back into society, that all takes its toll as well. That really, really does take its toll within our lives. Um, the whole thing then of going back into um, bullying within the workplace, if you were subjected to any of that kind of bullying in the workplace, for the last two years, that's been gone. And now you're exposed to that again. And there's all these different variables that are coming up. Now, I've made observations recently and for a good while now of how people are reintegrating into society following on from COVID. Um, I had a, a situation there recently where I shook somebody's hand and it was like, they looked at me as if to say I got two heads and it's like, I don't do that since COVID. It's like, okay, so you're still fearful of what COVID's like. And I said this mentally to myself and you can see by their general presentation that um, they're not confident in any shape, sense or form. They're driven by fear. And this is not just restricted to any one specific individual. This is a collective cumulative of individuals that I've come across they're talking about um, uncertainties surrounding social interactions. People are generally not engaging with events the way they used to. They're not engaging with nights out the way they used to because they are fearful of catching COVID. Now, I have been watching a lot of um, online documentaries and talks and lectures and things like that by people who have basically taken the whole um, research and professional uh, data from COVID and looked at where we are going. And there was a lot of talk there from the Delta variant of COVID to the Omicron variant of saying, well, actually, herd immunity with the Omicron strain, everybody's going to get Omicron. Okay, we're going to face that. Everybody's going to get it. It's, it's that rampant. And when my friend contracted COVID, I'm sat in his living room with no mask on. He's still very, very contagious. And I didn't get it. And I have managed to avoid COVID so far. I know people who have tried to avoid it and have finally got it. And they turned around and went, okay, I finally got COVID. Um... And it's one of those things that we're all going to be exposed to it. Okay. Uh, why would we need to fear otherwise? Um, and that is the thing that we have been um, conditioned with, with society and with the, the health briefings and everything else like that. Um, and not to take anything away from these guys who are on the front line, who were doing the, the daily health briefings. However, it seems like these guys are no excess to requirements and they are going off with their pensions and everything else like that and emptying retirements and things like that. And one of the guys, I have to say, from the, the National Public Health Emergency Team actually lost his wife during COVID. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, I am retiring now. Um, I'm not saying that in a dismissive kind of manner. You know, these guys have done fantastic work. They really, really have. Um, 
But we seem to be kind of left in limbo right now with where we're all at, what the, the state of play is and what the story is with it. Well, okay, simple. COVID exists. We're all going to get it. Um, we all need to, um, do we need to keep taking precautions around that? Um, no, just get on and live your life. Just get on and live your life. Go back to what you was doing before. Okay, if you want to give somebody a hug, give them a bloody hug. If you want to shake somebody's hand, shake their hand. We are basically demonstrating our social isolation skills now by not interacting with each other. And we do need the interaction of each other to, to remain as social animals. And I'm looking at this now from a perspective with the 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 insight into setting up my community radio. And I'm there going, well, you know, I've looked at the whole impact of social wellness um, over society during COVID. I've also looked and experienced firsthand what social exclusion can do to a person on their own mental health, on their own um, understanding a self, their self-actualization, their self-esteem, um, and how it can bury a person into not believing themselves. And I'm seeing this a lot with a lot of people now who are basically the victims to uh, scaremongering, really, really heavy scaremongering. And I'm saying these words very, very cautiously because... That's what it is all about now is like we've been conditioned into this whole, you know, keep your social circle small. Um, restrictions were lifted. Yes. Again, reiterate, COVID exists. We are going to get it. We are going to be exposed to it. Do you fear it or do you face it? And that is the two types of fear that we need to look at. False evidence appearing real and basically my great analogy fuck everything and run or face everything and recover and stand up into the face of adversity i spoke about this just now in my lesser journey of a road traveled and grow from it grow from it use it to live your life to be the best version of yourself to be whatever you want to be and this is the challenges that are coming up within society right now and which is why i've seen an opening for the creation of a community project and community radio which i am looking at not only do we get the social interaction and help develop communities in a way that we can all positively benefit from but we also have those who are socially isolated you're listening to a different voice which is not a paid professional talking on a radio. It is coming from somebody on the ground that is talking on the radio. And this is the creation I, I envisage on this, is collectively bringing people together, reigniting that social exclusion that has been placed upon us these last few years and saying, look, you know, we need to take things one step at a time. We can't just jump back into the swimming pool when we realize that we've lost our ability to, to swim because we're going to drown. Um, it's a, one of those things that we look at that 
people think that they're going back to doing their normal lives and they're not because there has been this variable, this tangent within our timelines that has skewed us into a different dimension. Our thought processes are totally different to what they used to be. Our emotional responses are totally different to what they, they were once and they used to be. Our whole well-being and elements of well-being has completely shifted, okay? Where we might have been working from home and spending more time with the family, we have that connection to bond to our kids. All of a sudden, that has been severed. Kids are spending time on their own and not having their parents because the parents are going back to the office and going back to work. And that has its own emotional impact as it is. The kids aren't going out socializing because they still fear that kind of thing. They could have been bullied or something else like that. This is all going to have a profound impact on us going forwards. And it is something now that really the scientists need to be looking into is the um, psychological and sociological responses post-COVID. So uh, it's definitely an avenue that needs to be exploited a lot, lot more. Now, I could go into graphics and scientific data and things like that. That is not my job, okay? My job is to read it, interpret it, and to spit it back out for you guys to understand. And like, I said all this stuff. How can we change? And I've mentioned it several times in this episode. COVID exists, accept it, get on with life, go out there, enjoy your life. Do not be slavery to something that you're going to naturally get anyway. I am going to get hit down with COVID. The guy that I was listening to on uh, this YouTube lectures, he was subjected to COVID. We are all going to get it at some stage. What we find and what the science and the data is saying now and what is seemingly missed with a lot of people is the Omicron strain of COVID is such that it boosts our immunological response. It basically boosts our immune system that we become. Um, it's what the vaccine was bridging. Okay. Our immune system can respond to this. It can fight it off. Um, Delta, the the condition that a lot of people were were getting worried over and those people who contracted delta had a more severe strain of this and the alpha um you know the first strain people were dying from this and it really really impacted them and this is the other thing with omicron omicron does not affect the the respiratory system as deeply as what alpha and delta did so it is not impacting on that as severely as what the, the the other two did. And, you know, there are mutating variants of Omicron. I remember listening to Omicron type one and now they're up to type four and that's sweeping the, the way forwards again, except that it's going to be there. Okay, this is going to be part of our everyday lives going forwards. Are we going to live in fear or are we going to face adversity and carry on? And that is a word I have been using a lot in recent times. 
is that whole word adversity. Because like, I remember so much within my own personal life of bearing down and bearing my head down and feeling the fear and living the fear and everything else like that. And then I realized, no, you don't need to do that. So accept COVID exists. Okay, get on, live your life. You're going to get it. And uh, just enjoy the best that you can, you know, take baby steps into reintegrating and getting involved with things like that. Um, we've got a great opportunity for the, the County of Kerry. And I'm going to be talking a little bit, little bit about that now to finish out this episode with our community radio project, which will be up and coming and will be launching in the autumn. There's a lot of work going on with that. And, um, you know, you don't have to physically do a program. You can be a writer or anything else like that. We're looking on producing a lot of stuff and getting people involved in the production of this stuff. And it really, really is an exciting time and an opportunity to uh, to move forward. So check out our Facebook page, Ward Atlantic Ways Media, for more stuff. There is more stuff going up there. And, uh, you know, we'll be keeping you informed of this. And it's great to be back with the Garden of Wellbeing. It really, really is. So with that said, guys, thank you very much for listening. And stay safe and look after yourself. Until next time, take care.